The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies. Movies. Hey everybody. Welcome to Top Five Movies. It's your host, John Burke. Um, it's just me at the moment. I'm about to have Corey um, on this week, but we're not going to have Mike. Unfortunately, he was unable to make it this episode. But um, we're doing something special, and while he won't be here, he, he has been involved with the process, and I'm going to take a few moments before everyone gets on the chat um, to discuss what we're doing. Um, it's Oscar season, and in a couple of weeks, the um, Oscars are going to be releasing their nominations, and we decided to do a top five movie Oscar draft, and so we are going to have two special guests. Uh, Big Tuna, who we're going to call Sean throughout the episode, but Big Tuna is a regular contributor to BurkeReviews.com, and Brendan, who's been on a couple of episodes of Burke Reviews Movie Club. And um, what we did was we went ahead and did our draft, but I want to break down the rules real quick, and I thought I would do that with everyone off so it's just easier to get through and make sure that everyone listening knows what's happening. So we compiled a list of a lot of movies, more movies than what we were going to pick. Um, and we set up uh, the draft rounds, five rounds. So each of us picked five movies um, that are potential Oscar nominated type movies. Some are only going to get nominated for certain categories and some are going to be, you know, maybe multiple categories. Um, the draft was random, but every person got to go first at least once. Um, and uh, we every person also had every position in the draft, so everybody was in spot one, two, three, four, five of the uh, rotation at some point throughout the five rounds, um, and we all picked. Now we did this over text messaging, um, which worked out actually pretty well, and we were able to get through the draft in a couple of hours. And so we've already have our our teams picked. So the episode is going to be us going through round by round what what was picked, why we picked it. Um, our expectations of maybe was there a good pick, was there a bad pick, um, any surprises that was left off the table for the next round, that kind of thing. And here's how the point system is going to work. So I think the 23rd is when the Oscar nominations are supposed to come out, and I will put in um, how many uh, nominations each movie got. And we're each rewarded one point for every nomination. So that's every category that a movie is nominated in. So if a, a movie gets nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best uh, Supporting Actress, uh, Best Sound, Best Original Song, Best Original Screenplay, anything, any category, that's one point. And that's all we can do until the actual day of the Oscars. Then every win a movie gets, gets two points for any category except for Best Picture. The movie that wins Best Picture gets five points. Now, to make things a little more interesting, we're going to take the Best Foreign Film category, and after the nominations come out, we're going to randomly assign the five nominated films for the Best Foreign Film to the five of us. So, like a lottery. We won't know who we're gonna, which movie we're going to get from that uh, pool, and the winner for that category, the Best Foreign Film, will get five points. Whoever has the winning movie will get five additional points. So that's our point system. One point for every nomination our movies get, two points for every win uh, a movie gets, and then five points if your movie gets Best Picture, and if your wild card 
um, foreign film gets best uh, best foreign film, you get five points for that. And whoever wins is going to be picking a movie that the other four have to watch at some point in the next year. How that movie is picked is completely up to the winner, and anything else is up to them. So um, I wanted to go over the rules real quick so that way when uh, the other four, the other three people get here, um, it'll be we'll just jump into talking about our picks, um, what our picks are, and basically by the end of the podcast you'll see our top five Oscar draft uh, pool that we have uh, selected, and you know um, who looks like it's going to be the best winner. Who do we think is going to be the best winner? Um, who do we think might be like a, a long shot? Those type of things. It's also a way of kind of previewing the films of, or I guess more reviewing the films of 2017, uh, what we saw, what we didn't, and what we expect to win based on Golden Globes and the BAFTAs, which BAFTAs haven't happened, but their nominations are out, and um, the DGA, that's you know the SAG, all those, uh, just the research that we've done up into this point. Um, and the other thing I wanted to do before everyone else gets here is uh, make an announcement about top five movies. Um, we're going to be changing our format a little bit. Um, we're going to instead of doing uh, a weekly podcast, we're going to be switching to a biweekly. So every two weeks. So there won't be an episode next week, which is the uh, 27th, I think. Um, yeah. Nope, 21st. Next week is the 21st. Jumping the gun here. We'll be back the following week, though, which is the 27th. Um, well, 28th. Uh, to For that new episode. Sorry. Um, we are, again, just switching formats a little bit. We're going to go bi-weekly with top five movies. Uh, Burke Reviews Movie Club will still be weekly. but um, And top five is going to attempt to do more interview episodes like we've done with uh, director Jordan Brady and director... Um, Chris Peckover from Better Watch Out. Uh, we want to do more interviews, not just, uh, I'd love to just get directors and celebrities, but more likely um, we're going to have a variety of people, um, some who are just film lovers, some who are involved with various things, uh, who want to talk about movies with us. And those episodes will happen um, erratically. So keep your eyes open for those. Those interview episodes will just drop uh, you know, in between the set episodes for top five movies. Um, and of course, we have Movie Club Weekly, uh, where Corey and I pick a movie that one of us has never seen. We watch it and then we review it together on the podcast. Um, this year for Movie Club, we're doing theme months, and our theme for the month of January is Certified Fresh. So we picked our movies from the top 100 movies on Rotten Tomatoes all time. So there has to be a movie on that list that we've never seen. And so far, we've done LA Confidential and Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca. And um, there's one more. I'm, now I'm forgetting what it was. But we've done three, um, I think. Now I'm not sure. Who knows anymore? Um, but we will uh, continue making our top five movie podcast. We're just going to space it out a little bit more just to help everyone's schedule and give us a little more time to build our list. Because what happens when we do weekly is we rarely have time to watch any movies specifically for our list. But I want to get the topics a little broader, a little more specific, and that needs time to uh, do some research. And so by giving us an extra week in between lists, we could actually you know, set out to watch a movie that we've never seen that might be a contender on our top five list. Um, our next topic for top five um, after our Oscar nomination episode is going to be our best, uh, our top five young adult adaptations. So that's young adult novels that have been adapted to film in honor of the release of Maze Runner, A Death Cure, which will be coming out the uh, the Friday before we record for that episode. 
Um, so we'll be looking at, you know, and this is a good op- example. I've seen, I'd say, a good chunk of the adult fiction uh, adaptations that exist. I'm not sure if Corey and Mike have, so they might need to watch a few movies before um, we do our list. But we would love to hear yours, uh, so you can always message us on um or email us, sorry, at contact at com. That's contact at com. And um, I think that's it for the uh, information on the top. We'll be jumping into our Oscar nomination pool momentarily. All right. So I'm here with uh, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. Our regular contributor to Top 5 Movies and Burke Reviews. Um, what with us this week, uh, Mike isn't here, as I mentioned in the in the little intro at the beginning. But um, we have two special guests. We have Big Tuna, who will from here henceforth be called Sean. But wanted to make sure that's clear. How's it going, Big Tuna? Good. How are you? You know, not too bad. And um, you're a regular writer uh, contributor for Burke Reviews, but you have your own site, and you I wanted to give you a chance to go ahead and plug that. Um, how can people yeah, find uh, your uh, reviews? Uh, the Big Tuna on Film blog at bigtunaonfilm.weebly.com. And that is a bit of a mouthful, but, you know, you can always rewind and hear it again. Um, do you have anything on social media? Like, do you want anyone to follow you on Twitter or anything um, like that? Letterboxd uh, at BigTunaLWHS. And I am so. a big advocate for Letterboxd. It's one of my favorite sites. Um, but... And then uh, joining us also is a, a guest who's been on a few episodes of Movie Club, but this is his first time on Top 5 Movies, is Brendan. How's it going, bud? Doing well. I'm good with uh, referring to Sean as Big Tuna if he wants to promote <laughs> the moniker more. Yeah, I mean, we can go yeah. either way. Yeah, either way. He was just thinking for flow of conversation, Sean would be smoother. But <laughs> Either way. Or they'll think that we have we do have five people on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just back and forth. Um, yeah. So uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we we've last night we drafted our Oscar nomination pool, and we're going to be going round by round and um, talking about our picks. So we're going to start with round one, where Corey had the first round overall draft pick. Uh, followed by Brendan, Sean, me, and then Mike um, to round out the first round. So we're going to start with Corey. Corey, what did you make for your first pick? The first pick Mis- overall. Mistakes were made. Um, I chose three billboards outside of Epic, Missouri. Which has done well in the awards season so far. Yeah. But um, I wasn't thinking about all the categories. <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty good contender in some of the below-the-line categories, though. Like, that's the only one I think has a chance at getting multiple nominations in a single category. What do you mean? So, like, supporting like actors. Supporting actors. Ah. Yeah, I could see um, Sam Rockwell oh. and Woody Harrelson as a possibility. That's interesting. I didn't. I had not considered the, the double um, nons. Hmm. That would be an interesting twist if that occurs. I'm thinking that... It might not rack up the most nominations, but I think the ones that it gets nominated for it has the best chance of winning. Yeah, it's so you're going to get the nomination point and the win point on those because that was honestly that was going to be my first grab was going to uh, be three billboards if I picked first. Okay, we'll see, Corey. I on okay. I on the other hand, I think Brendan's pick is the strongest first pick. Um, which Brendan, what did you pick? 
I went with the shape of water, which I actually was uh, coin tossing it with the post even mm. as I had just seen the post earlier that day. So I was uh, I was at war with myself. Um, but I went with shape of water just because it was the most sensible choice and it has all the trappings of classic uh, nominated fare. I mean, it has all the eye catching things that they usually go for with films that they nominate. It's got the prestige, it's got the classicism, you know, the sets, the costuming. They love that time period. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and it, it has done fairly well with nominations in the other awards so far, and I, I, I just think it's going to end up hitting a lot of categories, and so I think mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of non-points. I definitely think, I think you'll get a lot of non-points and a lot of, like, technical stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah, think it's going to win some. Yeah, I had that as probably the safest pick, was Shape of Water. Yeah, I'm thinking, though... I really don't know. I mean, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro got best director. I don't know if that's going to translate yeah. into the Academy Awards because it's tougher. Because I don't know. Yeah, I. I, I mean, about Spielberg that is a, is critical darling, and uh, I mean, I mean, it does I think, have I think does he's have a lot for the nomination. It does have. I mean, they're a very progressively minded group typically in Hollywood, but uh, the progressiveness of the Shape of Water storyline is skirts with uh, yeah with uh, the absurd to not uh, <laughs> damper it with spoilers or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely know what you're saying. Um, I'm pretty sure, if, yeah, if you guys also <laughs> you definitely know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, Sean was the third overall pick and went with? I went with uh, Dunkirk. My strategy was more based in trying to get some of the uh, more ignored categories. And so um, I thought like for editing and then both sound categories and cinematography and score, it's got a good chance at getting not only nominations, but wins Um, because like war movies usually do well in all of those categories. Yep. And I could see it getting um, noms elsewhere too. Um, potentially best picture. Uh, Nolan hasn't been nominated for best director, I don't think, um, for Oscars. So this could be the year, maybe. Um, and it, I, I think it's a solid pick. It's had a lot of um, you know recognition so far. Uh, I I could have easily have grabbed that one. It was on my. It was definitely up in. It's gonna my be list. my round two. Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my number two choice below Shape of Water. So that's what I went with. And I went number four, um, and I grabbed uh, my number two of movie of the year for me is Lady Bird. Um, I am hoping that Greta Gerwig will get the the love that she's not had um, from the Globes and get the uh, director nod. I I being overly optimistic with that. I don't have the highest hopes, but I'm hoping for a screenplay nod. I'm hoping for a best actress, best supporting actress, and um, maybe best picture and you know go from there um but i th- i feel like my pick is solid i don't know that it's going to get a lot of wins though that's where i might oh. yeah i felt like that was a little risky because of uh it's going to get some nominations in the main categories but in like the lower categories like the technical stuff it's not mm-hmm. going to get many nods no, and in the bigger categories the competition is just so stiff that 
I don't think it has a good chance of winning, even though it is great. Yes, uh, and I'm I'm in the same boat. I, that's kind of how I feel with my whole pick situation. I think I got good picks, but I don't know that I got winners. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of nomination points, and I guess that's where I'm putting all of my uh, my chances are in those nomination points. But um, and Mike, who uh, went last in round one, uh, picked "Call Me by Your Name." Um, a movie that I don't think anyone of any one of us has seen yet because it hasn't come near us. Um, yeah, I've only seen it play at Winter Park Village, and I don't know. It's actually going to be at our mall this uh, coming weekend. Um, oh no way! Nice. Yeah, and so I'm excited to finally get to see it, but I don't know much about it. I know uh, Timothy Chalamet, who's also in Lady Bird, and Army Hammer are the leads, and I, from what I've heard, they have a chance to get nominations. You know, will it translate? into the the Oscars. I mean, there's a lot of movies with a lot of uh, pedigree out there. I don't know if Timothy Chalamet will get the nod or not, but uh, definitely a chance. I think, I think it's basically a lock to get a Best Picture, a yes. Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay because of its, like, its subject matter mm-hmm. and the fact that it's so timely with that. I think that was a pretty good pick. And I honestly, I haven't seen it yet, but currently I have that pegged as one of the front runners to win best picture wow. because of its subject matter call me by your name really yeah yeah i was surprised you picked that i was really surprised you picked that i wouldn't even picked it i think it's gonna get washed over by the academy if it gets two nominations i'd be surprised you see i, I think, think it's- i think it's definitely gonna get a uh, director and hmm. uh screenplay why do you think it's definitely gonna get director who is who is the director well, uh, his name is an Italian, so I okay. can't really pronounce it, but it's like Luca Guadagnino. Mm. But uh, he did the film last year or year before last, A Bigger Splash oh, yeah, with okay. uh, Rick Fines and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He has a very, uh, very stylistic approach. And so that stylistic approach to this genre that the Academy loves so much i think he's got a good chance of getting director hmm. i think there's i think there's a lot of political stuff that's gonna be in the way of this movie with everything that's come to light i know it was like very lauded early on whenever it was in the festival circuit but i think just the fact that its subject matter is a relationship of an older man with a 17 year old that is hurting it there is a lot of negative uh talk about that because of it um, although he's not supposed to be that much older. I think he's supposed to be like 24 or something like that, even though it's not close to the actual age of the actor. Um, I've heard some people, some critics have tried to defend that, uh, that choice, but, um, well, I mean, to be fair, it is based on a book. And so yeah. they really, you've already, yeah, but I think it's going to be scrutinized differently. And also they went very awards heavy on moonlight last year, which, I, that's why I think Three Billboards is going to be – even Lady Bird I think is going to have a few upsets just because, oh, man, it's female power crazy and that's what I was, right now. That's what I was thinking too um, with Lady Bird and with Greta Gerwig maybe getting the director's nod because she is a female director who has you know, um, really come out swinging. The movie's got a lot of praise. Doesn't mean it'll translate to the nomination, but that's what I'm kind of hoping on. Um that ends round one. Uh, everyone made their picks 
pretty quickly. Um, but round two, we go Mike, me, Brendan, Sean, and Corey. Um, and Mike's first pick was Baby Driver, which is one of my favorite movies from 2017. It's a movie that I think is only going to get a sound nomination, maybe editing, and maybe screenplay. But screenplay would be really pushing it. Um, in fact, I, I want to retract that. I don't think it's going to get screenplay. I think it's going to get uh, soundtrack, and it's going to get editing, if anything. And uh, maybe cinematography as uh, an outside. I can go with that. I will concede to that. Um, what do, what uh, do you think, I think, guys? I think, I think it's going to win one of the two sound ones. I think that uh, Dunkirk is going to win sound mixing because sound mixing is like the Foley effects and war movies usually get those at the Oscars. And then I think baby driver is going to get sound editing because of uh, the way in which the soundtrack was so coordinated to the action. Yeah. So I think like, like the tequila scene, I think that (laughs) gives it sound editing alone. I could see that. Um, I, I wish I would love for Edgar Wright to get a best director nomination. I don't see that happening. Um, I would love for it to get a best picture nomination. I also don't think that will happen, but, um, I do love the movie. Yeah. And it's also unfortunately victimized by who I always see referred to this way in every thing that I read, the disgraced Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that Spacey's in that, and that's a really good point. Um, the odds of him getting any—they don't want anything to do with him this year in the the movie. So that's definitely going to put a damper on Baby Driver too. So, um, so that leads to my uh, second pick, which is The Post, which I just got to see this uh, the other night, and I know that Brendan and Sean have also seen it. Uh, Sean's seen it twice already, um, and I think Corey is still slacking. Am I right, Corey? Um, my other movie club, my friend, I think he might be going to see this this week. Okay. But I really do want to see it, but it just, like, came out on Thursday, guys. It did, it did. Well, I saw it on Thursday, so I know that, but, um... <laughs> well, I went to see that a lot of blue summer. hairs when you go watch it. Yes. Oh, geez. I... Okay, fine. The theater was packed when I saw it yep. at the 1 o'clock yesterday. Ooh. Oh, oh. Yeah, Thursday night was pretty crowded, and it was predominantly... There was a row... My row had, uh... Two, one current student, no, two current students, two former students, my daughter and uh, Sean's grandmother, and everyone else in the theater was was I think predominantly older. Um, but we and all. And then when I went uh, when I went last night, it was really packed too, um, and almost all older people except for the people I was with. And then I was talking with somebody, and we just got a sting guy in a shh. Yeah, <laughs> the person in front of us, and it wasn't even during the movie. Yeah, so. I'm jealous of I'm jealous of John having this movie and not me. Yeah, I uh, I almost took it instead of Dunkirk, and then because, I'm like, I mean, they love Spielberg. It has Academy Award nominations written. Yeah, all it does. Over it, it. Everything in it, everything about it is like Oscar Spielberg <laughs> about in a, a movie that is currently very apropos given our uh, climate of the fake news um a movie yes. about the freedom of the press it's very pertinent and so yeah i i i'd say it's got taking, award bait all over it yeah, yeah. taking I, the white house to task and also the strong uh female mm-hmm. centered uh, and i mean streep nails it man she's, she's walking through and then suddenly the crowd becomes all women i was like oh she's gonna win again i, I, I would love um odenkirk to get 
uh, a supporting, supporting. Uh, yeah, too. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen, but I thought he was great um, in the movie. Just the so. fact that they had Bob and David both in there was, I loved it. Yeah, totally. They were perfectly cast. You see, between that and uh, Dunkirk were the two I was for my first pick. And then I think I decided that Dunkirk had a better chance of winning in its categories than The Post did. Just because the post is going for the main ones, yeah, and the post, there's a lot of competition. The post has uh, that post. pedigree, though, but that could be a, it. Could be a downside because Oscars have been trying to be a little more, not just the you know the familiar club, the same ones over and over again. So they're, that could hurt the post if they're trying to look like we're bringing in all this young talent because there's so many movies this year that have you know first time directors, you know new actors that had so much uh, love given to them that it could hurt the post, but I felt like Watch it was a safe pick. Watch the post win best sound for that one Vietnam War scene. <laughs> the opening scene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Spielberg knows how to do a war movie. There's no question about that. So um, that was my number two pick. Uh, then we go to Brendan. Brendan, what did you have for your second round? Uh, my second round, I went with... Uh, what I thought was going to be my variant. Well, I, I had a later pick that more directly goes with it, but uh, is my variation on Sean's type of pick for Dunkirk was The Greatest Showman. Yep. Because that's another one that's just got everything that's going to be in every category that's not the major ones. Yeah. Makeup. You see, I uh, think... Korea, oh. or, uh, yeah. Makeup, uh, set design, all that kind of best stuff. original song. It's not shortlisted for makeup, though. Huh? Because makeup has a short list of nine movies that uh-huh. can't be nominated, and Greatest Showman was not on that. That can't. Wait, that can't. It cannot get nominated for makeup. Okay. Why? Wait. It, I'm not so following, yeah, John. The nomination process for makeup yeah. is that they pick nine movies that they yeah. can pull from. And from those nine movies, three get a nomination. Got and gotcha. Greatest Showman. And that's not in the first among nine. That nine yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> gotcha. Well, that's a but, little surprise. I mean, is does makeup separate from costuming though, right? Makeup is separate from costume. Okay, because so I can see costume. Shot at costume. Yeah, because the but, costumes are pretty great, and it's a period piece. And then you're you're definitely going to get you're going to get the win, I think, for original song. Um, I, it may not, but I I feel like that soundtrack is the best of the year. Um, Coco would be the only thing that could. I felt throw like that. Coco. Uh, well, so I feel like Coco would win if they picked the other version of "Remember Me." Yeah, it because d- they submitted the Ernesto de la Cruz version instead of the one that was all emotional, and so I feel like if they would have submitted the emotional one, they would have won. It could, um, and we're talking Golden Globes here for the could have won, right? Because that's that's what's already happened. Right, and I feel the same way for yeah. Oscars too. But they I, could they submit another song for Oscar, or does it have to be the same song? It doesn't have to be the same song. Got it. But from what I've read, they're submitting the cruise version. Now, of course, we haven't. We don't know if anyone picked Coco just yet, but we'll have to wait and see. But the Greatest Showman, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, I think uh, I know Sean's on the same page with me on that one. Uh, Brendan, did you make it to see that movie? I still have not seen it. I had a dearth during the holidays of like two straight weeks where I did not see or was not able to make it to the theaters even one time. So I'm I'm doing some catching up now that the years passed and I 
can movie yeah. pass my way back into <laughs> fighting shape. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, you know, I used to say I don't like musicals, and after a couple, two years in a row where I've loved a musical, I've come to the conclusion that I don't like some musicals, and that includes Grease and uh, Les Because Mis. it's Grease. But... I do. I loved La La Land last year, and I love The Greatest Showman. I don't love it as much as other people. Um, I don't think it's like a perfect movie by any means, but I do love the soundtrack, and I enjoyed the movie very much. What um, about Moulin Rouge? Never I have not that seen back it. In the day. I haven't seen okay, that, okay. and I haven't seen Chicago yet, which is on my uh, my short list. Oh, Chicago is so good. Um, we'll actually be watching that in March on for Movie Club. So, um, that leads us to. Um, Sean, what did you pick for round two? I picked uh, Darkest Hour, and mm-hmm. even though I didn't love the movie, I thought it was solid, and it's got a lot of chance to get nominated. Um, that is one that was on the short list of makeup, and I think that is the front runner to win. That makes sense because of uh, the Gary Oldman's transformation. <laughs> Dude, and then I also, yeah, I think I also think that Gary Oldman has a significant shot at winning best actor for that movie he was so good by all accounts i've heard he is absolutely guaranteed going to win it i the only person i could see upsetting would be james franco and that would be a major upset huge he has no chance now yeah no no people are throwing oh, at him. Uh, oh yeah that, I did that today, aziz. No. oh what? yeah i saw that too i was so sad oh, i need to read it, more about it aziz and zari yeah, I didn't oh, read the article, but I saw um, some one of my brother's friends send it to me. Yeah. But I'm gonna read it. Well, um, I I like dark. I actually went into Darkest Hour kind of apprehensively because I didn't. I don't always love a political thriller. Um, I was I was completely floored at how much I loved the movie. I I was brought to tears at one point. Um, Gary Oldman was fantastic. It's not perfect for sure. There's definitely some flaws, but it's got everything that I could imagine, uh, ins- you know, inspiring some nominations and maybe some wins. So definitely a and solid. I pick. liked it. I just I thought it was a bit slow for my tastes, but it does merge well with Dunkirk. I thought it was interesting that I ended up getting both D-Day movies. Ah, uh, that, yeah, that, yeah, they're pretty complimentary. I actually want them to be edited together. Um, it's like I just rewatched Dunkirk on my friend's new 4K, 65-inch 4K TV. Uh, the other oh, night, dang. um, it gave me a reason to buy the 4K Blu-ray for it. So, <laughs> um, well, he, they've got uh, they've got this video online where somebody edited the trailers. Of Dunkirk and Darkest Hour together, and oh. it looked so cool. Yeah, I, I would love to see that um, done once the both are out on Blu-ray. But uh, we need to get to Corey's uh, number two pick, which what was what, Corey? I chose Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I was a little jealous at, th- at that pick. I was hoping. Were to you? It. I was like, I, I was, was hoping. I was. You know, it's hard when there were so many of us and we were doing it by text and like I would make a long list as I'm sure you guys were too, but then they were just being picked off by yep. people that were before you. So it was like, you know, I know you guys had to wait for me a couple times cause I was struggling. Um, but I'm hoping for some of like the, you know, further down categories. Yeah. That's why I, that was going to be my third round pick if I still had the chance because that's got like that's going to win visual effects most likely yeah and i could see it getting uh, cinematography for almost guaranteed <laughs> that's going to get a nod and probably a win um i would not be surprised if denis villeneuve gets a directing uh, best director 
And I wouldn't you be see, surprised I to think, see it on Best Picture. I think it deserves think, to win both of those categories. Me too. I think he's a long shot for director just because, like, you've got Guillermo, you've got uh, Spielberg, and then you've got Gerwig is coming in as, like, one with the all of the political climate is going to get a major push. Yeah. So I think that only leaves two more spots open and I don't think there's enough room for him. It's true. I but think, I think, uh, Catherine Bigelow is a dark horse for that, for Detroit. Ah, Detroit. That movie is not getting any conversation. I keep forgetting it came out uh, in August. Uh, I'm sad I, haven't I don't seen even it. think that was on our list. It wasn't. I don't think, uh, no, no one picked it. Well, I mean, I don't like, uh, cause we had the, the list of like 30 movies or 50 movies or whatever we had. And I don't think Detroit was even on that. Um, which we had forgot a couple that we I added throughout the week that I I don't think anyone ended up picking the ones I added anyways. But um, yeah, like Wind River, it wasn't on the list, and I added that last second because I thought maybe Taylor Sheridan could get original screenplay again. I don't. Um, I, don't I don't think so think, either. I don't think that was added to the list because of uh, the Weinstein name. Ah uh, yes, yeah. See, so. there's so many things like that right now that are tarnishing uh, movies, and of course there is also the Weinstein name, and it's a movie that has. Uh, a rape element to it so yeah not not culturally uh acceptable right now but um taylor sheridan did a really good job and i was surprised apparently taylor taylor sheridan is acting in um the 12 strong that comes out this coming week um he's listed as one of the uh the soldiers in the movie apparently so well i mean he was an actor before he was a writer ah i'm mainly familiar with him from his writing so I am too. I think he did like mostly TV acting though. Ah, gotcha. so this makeup big. and hairstyling shortlist is a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's the a MFGD <laughs> joke. Bright is on there, which it might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole life. The only one in there that has like a significant chance of even coming close to beating Darkest Hour is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, interesting. <sighs> like all the rest are not good it's insane and i'm surprised that the shape of water wasn't on yeah but wow. because like oh I but think, about i, think, I go heard. ahead john so with um shape of water though maybe they thought like even though the um the aquatic man was mostly prosthetic yeah there was effect. some cgi element yeah. so I don't know, but Maybe they I, I heard too much. I heard the gills though were like legit, like those were real. Um, on like on the side of his neck, from what I remember uh, hearing, that he actually could like open and close the gills in real life. So I don't that's know. his whole. That's that guy's whole steve. Doug the Jones guy who does that. Yeah, that's all he does. That's he is that guy. <laughs> it's like, is there a movie with a tall, skinny monster creature? Yeah, that's probably Doug Jones. Um, even in the Bye Bye Man. So. Um, Specifically, almost exclusively to Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. He's even in Crimson Peak as the one of the ghosts. So, yep. Um, <laughs> that wraps up round two. Uh, r- quick recap: Mike had Baby Driver. I had The Post. Brendan had The Greatest Showman. Sean had Darkest Hour. Corey had Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And in round three, Sean goes first. Corey, Mike, Brendan, and then I wrap it up at the end. Um, Sean, what did you have for round three? I went with Phantom Thread, and that is because I think it's got a lot of chances to get nominations, 
even though it's probably not going to win. I think uh, costume design. Yep. If that movie doesn't get costume design, I'm going to be shocked It'd because be a it's ironic. literally about yeah. <laughs> dressmaking. So uh, Daniel Day Lewis, last performance. Of course, Academy's going to give him a nomination. Um, like I'm ninety percent sure of that. Then it's got some shots at like picture director. Um, maybe supporting actress and score. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I, I still haven't got to see this yet, but um, everything I've heard about it has been super positive in all uh, those areas. I've been I've been keeping a sharp eye on me too. When it hits any theater around it here. It is supposed I'm to be exciting sure Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready to watch that. I'm super excited for it. Although I am severely under uh skilled when it comes to pta movies i've not seen many of the paul thomas anderson films uh something Corey and i are going to be remedying i think in april when we're dedicating the whole month to paul thomas anderson films um and but i'm still like i think i've only seen there will be blood and boogie nights um from his repertoire oh that was a horrible pronunciation of that word uh close (laughs) just roll with it but uh, you know that's that's how I do things. But um, it's one I was definitely like that was on my list to pick for sure, and it was like, dang it, um, Corey, what did you go with for round three? Oh man, um, I have too many lists up. Um, I went with all the money in the world, and that was one uh, that Sean I know liked a whole lot. Yeah, I, I, it's in my top ten films of the year. Actually, I I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great movie. But as for Oscars, I think it's more of an outside contender. Like, I think it's got maybe an outside shot at director and a pretty good shot at a nomination for supporting actor. Plumber, but for plumber, but that's about it. I was surprised that been getting as much love as it has kind of across the board on the uh, at awards ceremonies yeah like it was showed up a lot in the BAFTA ones too um i i liked it i didn't love it um Wahlberg is is so Wahlberg in that out of movie. place yeah he I, out of place could not look past him on the poster <laughs> yeah no it's just like what there's no transformers like if i hear one more person ask or say who is michelle williams i might just oh. like punch them in the gut because she's so amazing and she yeah. was so good in this movie she oh. was good but there's a lot of competition in that yeah. category this year yeah i don't yeah, think that's fair enough i just i don't think she's gonna get it and yeah, I don't know. That's what I was worried about because I was considering Phantom Thread too, and I was trying not to vote with my heart or pick <laughs> with my heart on a lot of these. But um, man, PTA hasn't been his last few movies have not gotten as much love as his early stuff. I mean, The Master only had it was all acting nominations, and uh, um, Inherent Vice only had two nominations or yeah but i think if anything for phantom thread it's gonna get a lot of the technical stuff yeah i could but but that's what i'm saying is he's a technical director and his last two movies have gotten no technical awards that's interesting um yeah for uh you know both of those picks i think i think plumber but his last one that did get a ton was the last one he did with daniel day lewis so Uh, there will be blood yeah 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 that did get a lot of nods, and Daniel Day Lewis is Oscar bait for sure. Um, 
with all the money in the world, though, I could see Plummer getting the supporting nod because he replaced Kevin yeah, Spacey. Because he's the anti Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the, the guy does amazing with like two weeks or something of reshoots. Like, he, he crushed the reshoots. And <sighs> those two things alone, I think he deserves the nod um, just because of that. Uh, I would, I don't know that it deserves anything like best director. And I, it's an interesting movie, but I don't know if it's the best picture. Oh. Ridley Scott better not get nominated for nothing after what he was saying about Blade Runner 2040. Blade Runner. Mm. The guy needs to stick his head in uh, a hole and bury it. I know, but <laughs> I I think his skill with the reshoots puts him as an outside contender. As like maybe That's a long shot. Point. I don't know if they'll See, weigh it that heavy I'm, or not. But. I'm starting to think that any of the movies that he's made that have been good in his whole career might have all been completely by accident. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, there it's are like, more what? bad than good at this point. It's it's astonishing to me. It's crazy. And the way that he talks about stuff, too. Like, oh, I'm too dangerous to make a Star Wars movie. And then the next movie he's making is like a Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> so, some people are just crazy, though. Um, let's. Mike's was number three. He picked uh, a movie that I loved and I really can't wait to see again. It was The Florida Project. Um I, yeah, that was great. I want to see it. I unfortunately though, I don't think this movie's going to get like any nominations. Um, It'll get Willem Dafoe a nomination, yeah, for yeah. Sure. But I think that's it. Like I've got it as an outside contender in a few, but like as for like best, you know who deserves it though is the girl who played Brooklyn Prince's mom. Oh, um, yeah. no, not Mooney. Yeah. the girl that played her I'm mom. I'm trying to think what her name is. I I should know it, and it's not coming to me. But yeah, she was impressive. Um, but from what I've seen on Instagram, that's just who she is. Um, she's oh been, really? Yeah. Her, her Instagram <laughs> it wasn't far of a stretch. No, yeah. her Instagram persona is very much uh, the same character. Um, she constantly okay. is showing pictures of marijuana and, and not, you know, not to judge or anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it was as much acting as really good casting on Sean Baker's She's part. She's saying uh, I shouldn't be surprised if I actually see her on the 192 strip. <laughs> I, I hope that part of her life is not the same. I, I didn't mean to in- imply that she's a... Um, prostituting or whatnot just so well, much. I just mean she might actually be living there <laughs> oh, okay yes a little, a little bit of a spoiler not not so much um but uh i i would love to see sean baker get a nod for that movie because i think it's excellent um i don't know that he will uh that there is a, again a lot of competition um you know there's there's not a whole lot of costuming so it's not going to get any of those technical awards or anything for, like that, so and for best picture i have it as an outside contender but yeah. with that one producer Having the allegations God, yeah. against them, man. I don't think oh, that's Jesus. got a shot for Florida Project. Yeah, it was for Florida Project. Producer got some accusations leveled his way. But um, I mean, the producer, producer? is—I don't know. It wasn't one of the bigger names, but the producers are the ones who win the award for best picture. Yeah. So I don't think Academy will be doing that. That hurts his chances. I feel sure. like there are way too many like asterisks and things to keep in mind. This year is scary with that. This the year, asterisks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's why a lot of people say they don't watch these awards or put any stock of them in them because they're all BS, anyways. And political and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they they are. constantly make jokes on uh, on the Simpsons like about Grammy awards. They're always the characters are getting Grammy awards and just like throwing them away. <laughs> they them in the trash. <laughs> well, that leads to Brendan's pick for uh, round three. Uh, what which was that, sir? Uh, was that when I did Star Wars? It is. Yes, it was. Um, 
yeah, I I don't know, man. I love the new Star Wars. I hope it gets some love in those technical categories. I know it's not going to pull any super surprises in any major categories, but honestly, I mean, I thought it was it was masterful it in is. in the way that it was done and I think it, it has a chance of fitting into all those you know set special effects yeah. uh I think um, I think you're pretty much a lot nomination not, on special effects. Not makeup and, though, apparently, yeah. because <laughs> it's not as good as bright. <laughs> and uh, I tried to find that list, I can't find it. Uh, IndieWire, look it's up IndieWire, Darkest Hour, Ghost in the Shell, which actually is understandable, and I thought it was a pretty underrated and slept on and hated for no reason movie. Ah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the only one besides the darkest hour to me that makes sense i tanya victoria i mean they must be putting a lot of stock into the hairstyling part and of then that category they, had to, they had to do a lot of work on margot robbie apparently though yeah, for that movie i heard they had they, it was hard to make her ugly is what Corey said. it was really yeah she looks exactly the same as she always does to me in the previous oh, no. minor spoiler alert for i tanya not a big spoiler but um, I went to see it yesterday, and they have Margot Robbie and Sebastian Stan playing 15-year-old versions of themselves. Oh, wow. And they don't do much about it. Oh, uh, so, wow. I'm thinking makeup and hairstyling for that movie shouldn't win. Yeah. And then there's Victoria and Abdul, which looked like a movie I would watch at an afternoon with my grandma and fall asleep during. Yeah, I've heard not. And then uh, Wonder. What? And Wonder's makeup wasn't even that good. Exactly. It was just on the little boy, and it was not yeah. even, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this list is baffling to me. <laughs> well, I, but anyways, I thought Star Wars would, would pick it up in a few categories. I mean, at that at this point in the rounds, we were running out of like the heavy hitters, and I was trying to go kind of outside the box. I have to say – um, I, I think you've got visual effects and then maybe score. Yeah. But with score, I think John Williams, Yeah, uh, they're going to go for the post instead of Star Wars. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's where the coupling of Spielberg with all those people is like, I mean, they're mm-hmm. a, that's a unified front yeah. in every category. <laughs> well, the disappointing thing for me with Star Wars is that um, the film – is such a cinematic marvel that it deserves cinematography. I could, I would make an argument that Ryan Johnson's script is really yeah. solid. Um, yeah, and it's not going to get those. Even I would say, yeah, yeah and it's not going to get those, and that's a shame. Um, if it was like, if it was just a sci-fi movie, it would have a better chance than since it's a Star Wars film. I just feel like franchise movies immediately get dismissed um, from the serious award contention, and that's that's a shame with that particular film. Because I think it, I think it earns that title of film. Yeah, uh, so. and it's, it's a shame that it clears six hundred million at the domestic box office, but has this weird like disparity between fans loving and hating it. Which, oh man, I've gotten into several very heated arguments. <laughs> Me too. <Whoa. laughs> I, I, it's one that Vo- I can't voice just, levels were raised. <laughs> yeah, I can't just like walk away from the the negative talk with that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Hold on, let me explain why you're wrong. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't have that attitude. But man, it, I like the madness. Someone came at me with a with a oh they didn't explain all this stuff about Snoke and do his background. I was like, yeah, until they do 2021, the standalone Snoke origin movie. Yeah, 
you don't even know they're already planning. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's so much. Um, but my, I was the last pick for round three, and I went with Itanya. Um, I don't know where it's really going to fall. Apparently, I've got a shot at makeup. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think he, um, I've heard... And I know I, because I've seen it. Uh, Allison Janney, oh yeah, very shot at supporting actress, mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie, pretty good shot at uh, lead actress. But other than that, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that one. That one was kind of risky. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I the I made a list of like 25 movies because that was you know the between the five of us we would pick 25 movies, and I basically just went in order um, that I I had. I tell you, it was way down on the list, but you guys pulled all of my good stuff. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is I the next thing. Same thing. And um, I Tanya was my number 11 out of 25. Okay. See, I don't feel too bad. That's because that's, I am the 15th pick there. So you know, I had Logan higher than I Tanya. <laughs> I would have loved to see Logan. I just, I don't ever expect them to do well. I have Logan way down. And yeah. the only thing I really had that in was screenplay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but that takes. Us- I didn't think it was going to get any love. Yeah, unfortunately, Logan had no chance. It was only because I just watched it again last week. And that's part of the <laughs> problem, though. That's part of the problem is that Logan was in what March last yeah. year, so it's it's off the radar. I mean, that's the problem. Even with a few other films, that um, one that I picked later in the rounds, which we'll get to soon, but. Uh, we're going into round four. Um, round four started with Brendan, goes Mike, me, Corey, and Sean. So, Brendan, start us off. What did you pick for round four? Uh, number four, I feel like I got super lucky that this was still on the table because I thought it was a pretty safe bet for at least, I don't know, three points was Coco. And I think it's going to definitely win Best Animated because... Pixar? Wow, I think is best. Yeah, I think is the best Pixar movie that's. Been I think out, been a I think while. you've got a safe bet for at least four points because I know it's going to get a nomination for song too. Yep. So that's basically like a give me four points movie. But yeah. Well, I think I, it's a shoe in for. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because Loving Vincent has the long shot, super art house angle. Yeah. But I think Coco. I don't think there's any way they're going to give it to. Something else. Yeah, I think, I think goes to get it. Yeah, no, I think you got yep. you got your one point for its nomination for best animated, then the two points for it winning best animated, and then like Sean said, you'll get at least one point for song. Maybe you'll get three points for song because it could win. Um, if for some reason the Greatest Showman doesn't win for best original song, but um, that yeah, Coco was excellent, and Pixar usually does really well at the awards, anyways. So you mm-hmm. got a good, definitely a good shot, and of course it did win at the Golden Globes too, which doesn't mean anything but it's worth noting and i was surprised really even as i was watching it the first i don't know 40 45 minutes i was like this movie's kind of really scatterbrained and then you know when they started threading everything through became a little more transparent and then by the end it was just well man i was sobbing yeah yeah. i I love that movie yeah Uh, i think that's my number three movie of the year right now Oh wow! Behind on Baby Driver and The Post, so I just love that movie so much. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So I, I I think you got a good shot. Um, Mike went for the probably biggest curveball on the list, and I know it's one of his favorite movies from the year though, and that's the Disaster Artist. Um, 
And I don't know if he, I actually hadn't heard a lot about the James Franco allegations until today. So I don't think he had heard about them. Um, I know Mike isn't always on the radar for that kind of stuff. So uh, he probably didn't know about the Franco allegations, which definitely has hurt the disaster artist's chances. Um, which yeah. I don't think it had much chance anyway. You see, I previously thought like it was a pretty good bet for actor and a really good bet for adapted screenplay. Yeah. But with the whole Franco allegations, like that's just a complete curveball. They could completely ignore that movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, you throw in that it's a comedy about a bad movie and that, I think that could hurt it too. Um, but it's also about the filmmaking process. It which is, which they do. They, love. they do. They do for sure. But it's the filmmaking process is done in a way that isn't exactly, you know, I don't, I don't well, know. And it's very sure. self-effacing to like the whole idea of Hollywood, which mm-hmm. is another thing that they love them. Like going up when he's doing the, table side audition for Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not supposed to be Judd Apatow, supposed to be some other guy. Just some random producer. Um, but yeah. But I'm sure they were howling, laughing, well, just much as it was whenever we saw it. Yeah, and I, I, again, I like the movie, so I'm not in any way discouraging that, but like we said, I, I don't know if that one's going to help Mike or hurt Mike uh, in the long run as far as his points go. Um, and that goes to me now, and I went with Get Out, um, which I'm hoping for... Uh, I would love to see Jordan Peele get a nomination. I know it's a long shot for Best Director, but, um, you know, there is... Uh, the Oscars have been trying to show that they're more diverse since uh, the Oscars so white from a few years ago. So, um, and he, I think you've got a better shot at him getting screenplay than you do with him yeah. getting director. Yeah, and I, and I, I think agree. you've also got a decent shot at Best Picture, but the only thing is that it's a horror movie, and yeah. genre movies don't always land. No, you yeah. got the long shot for actor nominee for uh, what's his name, Kalua. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know how to say his last name. Awesome. I'd love Catherine Keener to get a supporting actress, but I, I don't. I think that category is too stacked. Um, but who knows? You know, maybe and the other thing that's hurting, I think, get out a little bit is when it came out because it came out what February last year. Um, yeah, it was so, real early. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's had a good Oscar put like awards push. They've done a good job of like pushing it out and making sure screeners went out and everything. But it is an early, early film. Um, obviously, getting a lot of awards recognition. It was uh, he did get the DGA had Jordan Peele on the list. Um, I think just for best first time director, but still, uh, he did get. It recognition. was the first movie of the year that was. A phenomenon yeah. of sorts, like the must, the must see, most talked about. I mean, I don't remember anything else from the first half of the year off the top of my head besides Logan. Yeah, that didn't come out until after it. Yes, it did. That's exactly right. And I saw it twice in the theater, and it wasn't my top five for the for the year. So I have a lot of love for it, and really hoping it gets some recognition just to keep the hype going, and it's not forgotten in this awards rush because usually when the nominations come out, these movies will get re-releases and stuff like that. So people get another chance to see them. I I thought about going for that one. And then I decided with like the whole genre that it's a little too risky for what I wanted to go for it. I I agree. Um, it was definitely a risk. I actually feel like my last pick is a risk too, but, um, I'm 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 happy with it, I, and I hope if it does do well, I'll be even happier because I really do want it to have those nominations. So, um, and that goes next uh, to Corey. Uh, what'd you pick for your fourth pick, Corey? Well, since everyone stole all my other movies, um, I went with Loving Vincent, which I haven't even seen yet. But I'm um, hoping maybe for you know 
Mm. I think you're probably going to get an animated nomination. Yep. But I think that's it. Wait, I thought your last pick was Planet of the Apes. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, we're I'm on, on we're, we're on four. four. We're still on oh, four. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's okay. Um, spoiler for the Also, next. censor those out later. No, <laughs> 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 um, no. Not on this one. Yeah. On Movie Club. It's yeah, okay. Movie, movie Club's okay. Uh, we try to keep it PG here at Top 5. But um, Loving Vincent comes out, I think, on Home Video Tuesday is what we said, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one that I definitely want to check out. It's very interesting. It's, it's really solid. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a very unconventional biopic, and the way it was made was just phenomenal. Yeah. I think if Coco weren't so good, that would have a solid chance of winning animated, but I think with Coco being there, I don't think it'll win. Yeah, if there were any way of giving it a point of distinction for how it was made, I mean, yeah. some sort of technical award i'm sure it would get that but i think them just nominating it is kind of like hey look at this movie don't forget that this is a thing that really happened they oil painted an animated movie it's insane yeah it's it's one that's gonna have a lot of talk i think after but it it's not gonna get too many award nods other than the best anime but i think you're a lock for that i think it's gonna get at least one nomination for sure. So you're, you've got at least a point from it. So it was a safer bet than some of the other ones that we could have thrown out there. Um, all right. Safer bet than Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars will get like, like the, it, it always seems to get the technical stuff though. It'll get sound editing or mixing and then um, could get I don't know, that hair, that hair makeup list really dashed my hopes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean had information that I don't think the rest of us knew. I didn't know about the short list. So, <laughs> Um, all right, that leads us to round five, the last round. I uh, because Wait, I, kinda, I think you skipped my pick. Oh, I sure did, Sean. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sean, what is your pick for round four? Uh, my pick for round four was probably my riskiest pick in the whole thing, and that is Mudbound. And normally I would say like it's got Oscar bait written all over it because it's like a war movie that deals with racism, but it was picked up by Netflix. Mm-hmm. And... Oscars don't like streaming services. So I think it'll get a nomination for supporting actress for Mary J. Blige Mm. and a nomination for original song. But other than that, I think I've got it as an outside contender in a few different ones, but that's probably the riskiest pick I made. Yeah. Um, It's, it's one that I've been meaning to watch and I still have not gotten to it yet. Yeah. I still haven't seen it either. I went, solely based on word of its quality. Yeah, and I fault Netflix for that. Netflix is get, doing a great job of getting these festival films uh, to the to mass audiences much faster than in the past, but they're not pushing them well enough because they push them for a week or two and then they vanish and they're lost in this endless pool of crappy streaming stuff that they've uh, you know taken from all these different studios in order to get the few really good gems that they have. And yeah, it, it's so I don't hard. understand the their stance on not like they literally re- will release it in one theater to be able to make it a qualifier. Yep. And I, I want to see this movie in a theater. Like that's my preferred means of seeing Me too. movies, especially high quality ones. Like I don't want to watch it at home or on my iPad or phone or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get distracted at home. So movies that I really want to focus in on and pay attention to, I much prefer to see in the theater. Now I can, you know, 
stop the distractions to a degree at home, but it, it's more effort. And so when it's a movie like this that I know I want to really give 100% of my attention, if I don't feel like I can, I won't watch it. And that's part of the reason why I haven't seen it yet is I've been busy at home. When I'm home, I'm doing stuff, and so I haven't wanted to disrespect the movie. And so yeah, I, that's why I really regret not seeing uh, Loving Vincent while I was out there. Me too, me too. And, and it was at our Polk Theater here in Lakeland, and I was unable to get to it. And um, in fact, I've I haven't made it to the Polk Theater in I think about a year now. So I'm I'm slacking on on visiting there, but um, partly because I've been relying on my movie pass to pay for my tickets, and they don't take the movie pass. So um, or, they do take it at Enzian, though. I know. I found that out. I was very surprised to hear that. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I will be uh, making that trip a little more, I think, as once I as I've learned that information. But I will probably be going next month to catch a foreign film, uh, a Fantastic Woman. I hear that one's well, really yeah. good. Yeah, and it's a good they shot. The trailer for it before Shape of Water. Foreign, and um, maybe even actress. I hear support like a main lead actress as a long shot. Oh, interesting. So, so that's coming too. All right. Well, that that will take us into round five, our final round um, of picks. And it starts with me, goes to Sean, Corey, Mike, and ends with Brendan getting the last overall pick of this process. Um, For my last pick, I went with Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut, uh, Molly's Game, where I'm hoping for screenplay. I'm hoping for um, maybe – I definitely not director. I was about to say that, like, wistfully. But I'm hoping for Chastain and Elba to get um, Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor. Uh, I was actually really impressed with them. I love the script. I am a sucker for Aaron Sorkin-style dialogue, so generally speaking, I, I've, the movies that he's written I've been fans of, um, and Molly's Game was no exception. I don't necessarily think his direction was great, um, but I still enjoyed the movie a lot. So I, I ended up picking it for my last pick. Um, with that, I think you've got a good chance at uh, Jessica Chastain for actress and screenplay. Yeah. And I think you might even have an outside chance at best picture because it got the, uh, producers guild of America nod, um, for a nomination at best picture. And so since like there are a lot of producers in the Academy board, you might have a chance. For they love Aaron Sorkin too. He yeah. always gets love. But as for supporting actor for Elba, I loved him too, but I think, it's just, it's too competitive this year for him to have a shot to that. It kills me, though, because he he gets, like, in this movie, he gets to really shine. And he, sh- like, in Darkest Hour, no, not Darkest Hour, excuse me, in Dark Tower, wrong movie. Uh, <laughs> Dark Darkest Tower, Hour. Darkest Tower with uh, McConaughey and him. Like, Elba's fantastic in it, but the movie is so bad. And I, I just want I just want Elba to get to shine. And I love like he's great in Molly's game. He has a monologue in the movie that I was just like like basically gripping the edge of my seat, like, yeah, yeah, say it. Tell him off. And um I you know, I would love to see him. Did you ever see The Wire? I have not watched The Wire. Uh, I am one of those okay, people. So <laughs> I, I know it's a, it's it gets thrown out a lot, especially by the people who who have seen it because it's once you watch it you love it forever. But I didn't realize one when I started watching it that he's all over it. It just always in oh, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm rewatching The Office kind of casually because I just throw it on when I'm like working and stuff. And I didn't remember he was in uh, season five of The Office for like yeah, five yeah. Episodes. 
Um, so yeah. Oh man, he did not get along with Michael Scott. No, he well. did not. Um, but and he's super. <laughs> and then even Jim, he didn't get along with Jim. And like, how do you not get along with Jim? Jim's great. But um, yeah, I, I I hope Molly's Game gets some love. Uh, it's definitely a movie that I really enjoyed, and um, I think I enjoyed more than I expected. Um, so, uh, Sean, what did you have for your last pick? I picked possibly the most obscure film out of any person's picks. I, I uh, think it's, it's a, absolutely the most. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a documentary called City of Ghosts. Um, I think that is a lot to get a nomination for documentary. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's amazing. And it's uh, directed by the same guy who did Cartel Land, which was amazing and got a lot of attention oh, the yeah. year it came out. But um, it's about a group of journalists who are like guerrilla journalists and ISIS occupied Syria. Oh, wow. And so to me, that sounds like a words documentary. So I think I've got a good shot at getting three points for that versus the two points for the nominations for what I was going to pick above it. And I think the only other documentary that has a significant chance of upsetting City of Ghosts is the Jane Goodall documentary. Oh, yeah. And I think they're going to go like fight like this political um, message versus the um, scientific. Got it. Interesting. Um, that's, it was a curveball when you picked one, but it makes sense. Cause one, that's an untapped category. Otherwise no one like looked into the documentary categories with our picks. So you've got that, like those three points, if it wins locked in um, and un, unquestioned, I guess in a way. So, um, and then we go to Corey. Uh, Corey, what was your last pick? I think Brandon might have spoiled this one already. But yeah, 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 I was going to say spoiler alert. <laughs> no longer friend of the podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Um, I went with um, War for the Planet of the Apes. Which um, I I would love to see Andy Serkis get a Best Acting uh, nomination. Oh, because he's Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either, but I would love to see it. Um, I, I Again, that's not you know likely but it's well deserved the dude is amazing and he's he does it through you know see uh, motion caption acting and it's, it's man totally deserves it but probably won't I get think it. I think you have a decent shot at visual effects nomination mm-hmm. and maybe an outside shot at some of the sound mixing because it technically is a war movie technically but um that one was a bit of a risk but I mean we were yeah, down I mean, towards the end anyway so How many amazing movies was Woody Harrelson in this year? Right, seriously, like the dude was just everywhere, and I mean, even like the the forgotten Wilson um, was excellent. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about that movie the other day. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that film, and yeah, he's, I did not see the Glass Castle though. I still haven't watched I it. I didn't either. I bought it. Was it. Good, but not great. Yeah, it was on it was sale. Like, his performance was the best part of it. Man. Was it Captain Fantastic wannabe, but more melodramatic? That's kind of what I felt about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. It, you know, I, War of the Planet of the Apes is one of those movies. Again, um, it, it deserves more serious recognition because it's a really well written story, and it's very, very. Um, it it doesn't act like because it'd be easy to just pass it off as like a you know summer blockbuster type of movie but that's not how it feels it doesn't feel like a blockbuster um at all it's it, it's really well written and it deserves more nods than it's going to get but um 
you know, who knows? Maybe the Oscars will surprise us, um, especially with some of these other movies getting like no one's throwing. Also, uh, a horror movie, Dark Horse for uh, sound. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know, you're not hearing any allegations about Andy Circus sexually harassing women, so maybe you know <sighs> it'll be like the last not movie standing. Much. Yeah, or or mm. apes either. Or apes, yeah. <laughs> um, and Mike uh, Mike picked Marshall, um, which is the third good Marshall movie. Um, I I had missed that. I know Sean, you got to see it. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on his pick? I thought it was really good, like as a movie, but I think it's probably the worst pick of the night. Mm. Um, because I only had that one pegged as a very outside contender or contender for best song, and oh, I wow. don't think it's going to get anything else. And I don't even think it's going to get nominated for best song. So, How many famous uh, black figureheads has that guy portrayed? Because he has done like almost every single one. <laughs> Thurgood yeah. Marshall, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. I mean, yeah, if yeah. there's a biopic coming out about a prominent figure in black history, he's probably playing him. <laughs> in fact, when the, when the trailer for Marshall aired, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not that he's bad. Obviously, he's getting cast because he's amazing. But it's just funny to me that it's just the whole one guy that keeps going. Well, it's to the it's well rare that the that's end. the typecasting. You know, it's like <laughs> like you get typecast for various Word. things, but rarely do you get typecast as the you know biopic guy. <laughs> like you're going to lead in all these biopics. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, I, it's one I want to see. Um, I have to admit, Josh Gad was kind of the reason I didn't want to see it. Um, you see, Josh Gad was actually really good in that movie. And I, 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 Josh I, Gad is always surprisingly good. That show he was on with Billy Crystal was actually really funny too. And it I got heard that. Canned. Uh, and that's the thing. It's it's not that I don't like him. It's just I kind of am like fatigued by him at this point. Like I'm just like, okay, he's in another movie, huh? And I did see Murder on the Orient Express, and didn't hate him there, but didn't love him there either. So, um, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, we're at our last pick for the whole night, and it's Brendan's. What, what did you go with? Uh, my last pick was, uh, you know, we were closing in. I was out of, <laughs> out of selections to make, but I still think that this is a good long shot because the Academy loves Annette Benning. I actually really like the director of this movie a lot. I actually I, I can't wait to see it. I hope it gets a theatrical release somewhere around here soon. Um, but Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool was my last pick. Um, it's supposed to be great. Again, I haven't seen it. I'm just going on uh, buzz and word of mouth. But uh, Annette Benning, she got nominated for the women movie that I didn't see last year. 20th Century Women. I really want to see. Yes, yeah. Which I is love from another movie. director that I really love. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm hoping this will get me at least one, if not two, I'm, maybe. I'm thinking Film Stars Die in Liverpool is a long shot for Actress for Binning and Song, because there's a song in it that's supposed to be really good. But both of those categories are really stacked this year. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't even yeah, realize but the Annette Benning, I mean... Like I said, she got nominated for 20th Century Women, and yeah. it's not like it wasn't a, a heated race for contenders last yeah, year either. Yeah, she's she's up there for sure with the uh, the prestige. If she's in, she's something. like a Meryl. She's a Meryl Streep level of, but she has not won nearly as many times. No. In fact, I think she only won for American Beauty, maybe. I don't um, remember. And 
but I didn't know this movie existed till a few weeks ago. I don't. I think I saw the trailer in front of maybe Molly's Game. I can't remember for sure what it was. I I hadn't seen the trailer or knew it was. I actually didn't even know it was a last year movie. I thought this was a, like an upcoming, a couple of months away type of movie until I started hearing some critics talking about it after I saw the trailer. I was like, oh. All right, so that doesn't mean anything, obviously, because that's not how movies are won uh, for these awards. But um, I think you make a valid point with betting. She's definitely got a chance. Um, But that is our draft, folks. Uh, We will... Um, obviously we're at the mercy now of the Academy Awards. We can't rush this. This is a slow process. The nomination should release on the 23rd. Um, you can keep up with all of the points at BurkeReviews.com and, uh, the winner, whoever that may be, will get to pick a movie, whether as Brendan phrased it, I, um, I think we were off mic when we talked about it, but, uh, it'll either be a punishment movie meaning making the other people suffer for sucking at picking uh, Oscar nominations, or, you know, just a movie we want everyone to see who maybe maybe they've skipped. Like, I don't know, Gods of Egypt, maybe? Who knows? Um, <laughs> Exodus, Gods and Men? I actually, I actually kind of enjoy Gods of Egypt. <laughs> uh, watch, make them watch Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, that's... Arguably Ridley Scott's worst film. And um, No, I think Exodus, Gods and Kings is worse than yeah, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. That's that's. I, I made it through Kingdom of Heaven. I couldn't make it through Exodus. <laughs> I did want to make a comment that sure. I'm sure is going to be met with some controversy here, but I just wanted to say how pleased I was that a ghost story got zero awards consideration because that movie <laughs> is awful. You see, and like I said, no longer bring the podcast. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't love it. I. I actually liked it more each of the three additional times I saw it when I was at work. Jeez, it was atrocious. It was an affront to. I could not believe any of those. (laughs) When he was singing the song. Okay, I agree with that. Gotten up and walked out. Oh no! It was based around the song, and he didn't even (laughs) sing it. I want to know what the note said. Stop. And I said this movie is bad. The end. Bye, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the movie. Um, and I loved it so much. Um, you know, it's actually I I started trying to watch uh Terrence Malick's song to sing or song to song or. Uh, I heard that one's tough, dude. I I made it twenty minutes and I was like I I'm not I can't and I stopped. Um, half of it looks uh, like it's filmed on a GoPro and I was just losing my mind. I don't know what. (laughs) Um. Um. Another interesting thing, nobody ended up picking the big sick. Yeah, I I love the big sick. I had it. I I was between Big Sick, Beauty and the Beast, and City of Ghosts for my last pick, and I ended up going City of Ghosts. But I think Big Sick had a chance at more categories, but that chance wasn't very good. It, yeah, it, it got weirdly snubbed. It by did, the and, and that's why I didn't have it on my list. It, it is my favorite movie from 2017. Everything me about too. it worked for me. Um, in fact, I think I liked it even more the second viewing, and um, – that's when Brendan and I went to see in, uh, on a little date at Downtown Disney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a little jealous now. <laughs> oh, it was it was about as good as the uh, date I went on to see Titanic 3D re-release at Disney <laughs> with my buddy Anthony. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but I I wish Big Sick was going to get nominations. I think they deserve nominations. Like I think Holly Hunter, Best Supporting, Ray Romano could deserve for Best uh, Male Supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just. I the snubs from Golden Globes gave me little hope that it was going to get recognition. Plus, it's a summer release, and that always you know 
the farther away it is, the more likely it's forgotten, and that seems to have happened with the other award shows. I, I at the very least, would love for it to get best screenplay, um, best original screenplay, and I, you know, that would that would make it make me extremely happy if if Emily and Camille could get that. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, of course, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it will. Um, you know, they've gotten some love at other awards. They just haven't. They didn't get anything at the Golden Globes at all. And not being nominated for Best Comedy was heartbreaking um, to me. But um, and, yeah, but Get Out was nominated uh, for Best Comedy. Especially when uh, Greatest Showman got nominated. I love Greatest Showman, but I don't. I think Big Sick was better. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. I think it was much better um, as a movie completely for that for that category too. But I um I almost picked Beauty and the Beast for my last pick instead of Molly's Game because I, I think it's a lock for a couple of those uh, outside categories. I I didn't really like Beauty and the Beast though, um, so I, I kind of I hated it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, but I don't know. I think it was better seeing it in theaters than when I rewatched it on like DVD. But to me, it's not so, nearly as good as the animated. original animated movie. The animated had version another is another so forty-five minutes worth of time that it was making you watch it. Yeah, that's how I felt too, man. And and I thought that all the songs were better in the animated version, so there was there was just no no reason. And that was what my like big thing is like when you watch the live action Cinderella, they 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 make some changes. There's it's it feels like its own movie. And you see, I really disliked the live action Cinderella. See, I, that's our differences, I guess. Um, and I, I even Jungle Book, like they they recreated a couple of moments from the animated, but for the most part, it was a new movie. It stands on its own, and I don't feel like Beauty and the Beast does that. Like, yes, there's those additional scenes, but I didn't like any of the new scenes. I in fact, Ugh, the new song was terrible. Oh, right. The only new thing was the op- the very opening scene. I thought was cool. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Whenever yeah. the lady shows up and he's having that big. Oh, Soiree, and that's where the costuming comes fancy. in, though. I think, right? Like, <laughs> like that movie's got a lock for costuming, I think. And um, uh, and I think and the song. I mean, even though the song isn't great, it's a Disney song, and the production like design two billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> yeah, it is the highest grossing film, I think, of last year, or or in the top three, if I if it did drop. Not anymore, because it was until Star Wars, Star Wars. got beaten by Star Wars. Thank goodness. Weekend, yeah. Um, but both Disney movies, we should put. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Who cares? It's fine. Like, uh, yeah, that tops list. The only ones that aren't Disney movies are the Avatar and the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, it, it's it's getting kind of crazy. But you know they're gonna own Fox now, so who cares? Um, all right, yeah. guys. Uh, thank you uh, for taking the time out to do this, especially uh, Sean and um, Brendan, because you guys don't always do this. But Corey and I generally Sunday nights. This is what we're doing. Um, we'll keep everyone posted as to how the uh, the draft is going, and then we'll, we will have you guys back on. Um, what I think we'll do with the best winner, instead of trying to schedule an episode where we're all on, is that once you watch the movie, uh, whoever the losers are, you'll come on an episode and, and give your kind of review of whether it was good or bad. Um, and we'll we'll just kind of bring you into another episode, maybe have one, have you guys guess on a list or something in the future. Yeah. Okay. And throw it back in the mix that way. Yeah, that that way it'll be a little little easier instead of trying to schedule you know all five of us to to be in the same place at the same time because it does get challenging. Yeah, definitely. Well, listeners, um, thank you. I uh, hope you know we'd love to hear your thoughts on our picks. You can email us at contact at Burke Reviews. Follow me on social media at Burke Reviews and Corey at Corey R Star. Two R's on the end. 
And as we mentioned earlier, visit Big Tuna's uh, Weebly page. It's uh, what is it again? Uh, Big Tuna on film and you can also read his reviews on BurkeReviews.com on occasion, as well as my own. Um, uh, one day, maybe Brendan will actually write something for us. Who knows? Um, <laughs> peer pressure, peer pressure. I like yes. to do that. Maybe something about the, the 10 times I saw Blade Runner this year. There you go. Please oh, do. That's, that that's would be way too many. That's a lot it's of hours. Great, but yeah. it's three hours each time. That's yeah. 30 hours. How many of those were in IMAX, Brendan? Uh, six. Oh, oh man. Unfortunately. <laughs> that is yeah, a lot. Yeah, but they pulled it from IMAX. They didn't have it. Like when Interstellar was out, they had it for like five solid weeks in that IMAX screen. Mm. And this way, they didn't so, keep it for long, huh? Oh no, especially since it didn't really get well. any traction at the box office. That kills me. I think me. they only had it for two weeks, and that was it. I think that is my most upsetting film of the year. Like that, people didn't respond to it because I loved it, and I was so disappointed with the amount of people who didn't go see it. Like I was pushing and championing Lady Bird a lot because it's a movie most people hadn't heard of, but like Blade Runner had got so much hype and it's got big names and i'm just like why aren't you going like go watch this movie it's brilliant um it's the only movie that came out this year that i would say it's the closest to perfect out of any movie yeah i i had like no complaints when i was done with it and i i cannot wait to buy it it comes out on tuesday i believe or is it already out am i forgetting I don't think it's out yet. Um, it's out no, it's, it's physical and digital. It's already out. Yeah, it's been out a couple weeks on digital already. Yeah, um, my friend, as I mentioned, just got a uh, David. He's our editor at Burke Reviews. Just bought a uh, sixty-five inch four um, K TV, and we broke it in the other night with Dunkirk. But I know he's looking to get Blade Runner this week, so I'm hoping next weekend I'm going to be watching that on a four K TV uh, to you know see it again because I only got to see it once in the theater, and I definitely want to watch it again. You know what? Uh, Me too, and I've already seen it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I, I I didn't bring this up, but it just popped in my head. Another movie that had got zero conversation, and it's uh, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I'm a little surprised as Mother uh, was not discussed at all for any awards. Ooh. Oh, I um, absolutely hated that movie. <laughs> I I loved it. I think Brandon, you you also enjoyed it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was actually, I thought it was the only time I've ever seen Jennifer Lawrence on screen where I was like, wow, she's actually doing a good job. She's acting. Dude, right? She's like really acting in this I, movie. That's how I felt too. And I got to say, have you seen the trailer for Red Sparrow? Oh, that yeah, looks I'm not, so bad. Yeah, I'm not too sold on that. Dude, oh, I no. don't. Her accent is awful. Like, it's like one yeah. of the worst sounding Russian accents I've ever heard. And I'm just like, oh, God. Um, I was already apprehensive about this movie as it sounds like a Black Widow wannabe. Um, and now I, it's just. Uh, I can deal with bad accents if the movie's good enough. Like, yeah. I thought that Adam Driver and. Uh, Andrew Garfield's accents in silence. silence were yeah. absolutely yeah, embarrassingly bad. Like I couldn't believe that. Why didn't they just let speak them normal. Liam Neeson it and, and speak normal? <laughs> yeah, because Liam yeah. Neeson was trying to sound Portuguese. No, yeah, agreed. Those were not the best accents. I still love the movie though. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, movie, was, that's yeah. It's a testament to how strong that movie was. That's actually that's a really the way you articulated that thought is perfect because it is a movie where I was able to ignore the bad accents because I liked the movie so much. Um, I don't know that Red Sparrow is going to pull that off or not, but <laughs> I don't think so. Either. Not from the director of Catching Fire or whatever oh, which, it was. Oh no! Um, it was the first one, I think. Oh, uh, okay. The first. It was the one. first time doing it. Okay. I do like Joel Edgerton, but yeah, he he doesn't always make the best choices, anyways. Uh, bright, no, see bright. <laughs> 
But all right, guys, uh, that'll do it for the podcast. Um, we'll be back. Actually, we won't be back next week. We'll be back in two weeks as we are switching, uh, as I mentioned at the top, to a biweekly format for top five movies. So in two weeks, we'll be back with another episode of Top Five. Uh, but listen weekly to Movie Club as Corey and I work through uh, our massive list of films that we've never seen. So <laughs> That are still never ending. It's never ending. <laughs> it just keeps growing because they keep making more. Never ending, never <laughs> growing, yeah. Yeah. 